Hey, I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. We are two dads who share one simple goal, to be better fathers to our kids. That involves more time together with our families, more books, more movies, more board games, and most importantly, more meals together. And if we're going to spend more meals together, we need to be better cooks. So this is us trying to figure that out. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Hey, Phil. How you doing? Hey, Chris. Hey, you know what we didn't do in our Christmas Spectacular episode that I kind of thought we'd land on, but we never got around to it? No. Christmas cookies. Uh, I was going to say, like, talk about Christmas at all. <laughs> well, that too. Because <laughs> it kind of felt like we didn't. But honestly, that might be one of my favorite episodes. I enjoyed so, it. So actually, honestly, if you, if you haven't listened to our uh, Christmas episode, it's the one that's titled uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters and uh, some other things. Seriously, uh, go listen to that after you listen to this episode because that was, I think, one of the episodes that I've had the most fun on so far. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I, I almost feel like that's maybe the tone we're starting to take with the show. But yeah, we, we didn't really dive into Christmas cookies a whole lot. And no. did you did you make any this year? Like, did you frost them and decorate uh, them? No, we don't actually do that. That's not, that's not a thing that we do. Molly did make some cookies. She had this, I don't even know where she came up with it, but it was a chocolate ginger cookie that was really really good um it had fresh ginger in it both fresh ginger and candied ginger it was it was great but other than that yeah we didn't we didn't really do christmas cookies and we don't that's not that's not like a tradition that we've done so sure yeah wow uh, what about you guys see you well yeah uh 100 but my favorite thing to do with them is to take one of the shapes and then turn it into something totally different you know yes. like maybe the most okay. obvious one would be yeah. the bell right turning that into a darth vader helmet Super fun. Oh. It's like the most dad yeah, thing okay. you can do. I can see that. Or let's see, what's another one? We we had this we had this stocking shape and I turned it into a mountain. So it's just like turned it ninety degrees and then like the yeah. little elbow or like the heel of the stocking that became Pike's Peak. And what was another one that we did? Um so I I took a gingerbread man. And we are listed as a clean show, Phil. <laughs> so I, I, it was actually a gingerbread woman <laughs> and I I severed her head. And then, and then I put a bunch of red frosting, like, at the base of the head, like, at the neck. And then I attached that, like, with, with the frosting as an adhesive to her hand. So she's, like, holding her head and just, like, bloody. And then, like, X's for the eyes and a frown face. And my girls are four and seven, and they thought it was the funniest thing they'd ever seen in their lives. And then, and then Ashley just, like, gave me the most epic eye roll, you know? So you're saying it was worth it. Yeah. And I really, really want to see some other listeners' Christmas cookies. If they, if they took pictures of these things, like, we got to see them. Because I feel like as a dad, like, decorating Christmas cookies isn't about making them more Christmassy. It's about turning them into obscene shapes, you know? It's, that's that's my creative that. outlet. I, I look forward to this once yeah. a year. So do you think I should share the picture of the severed head lady? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's a must. That needs to be posted tomorrow. And by tomorrow, I don't mean, I don't know what I mean. I don't mean, I don't know if I mean like uh, real time tomorrow or podcast time tomorrow. Uh, yesterday. We'll just we'll post it yesterday. Yeah, to figure that one out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but we're not making Christmas cookies today. Uh, no. Funny. So that has passed. And if that's, that's passed. That's like our Christmas episode part Speaking two. of slimy balls. In a way. Slimy things. We were, we were. <laughs> Speaking of slimy. But yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like a follow up. Our Christmas episode, I guess, Phil. It's like Rocky Mountain Oysters Part Two. And actually, in that episode, we we did hint at what we were going to be doing today. Today being our 
Tuesday, every other Tuesday in the kitchen episode. So once again, if you haven't, so once again, if, if you are, if once again, if you missed out on last week, you can go back and, and listen to that one and get an idea of what we're going to talk about today. That's kind of lame. I don't like that. I've been, I've been fighting this yawn for like since we started. <sighs> Whoa. Apple anyway, yeah, we did talk about what we were going to do. Rocky Mountain Oysters, we did Headless mention. Gingerbread. Uh, they, they're, they're all fairly Christmassy. Severing that head, though, it, it didn't take a whole lot of muscle. Was it? It was too much work, you know. I mean, it is just a cookie, but um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I'm not one so to talk. You need a lot of muscles. Yeah, I'm not the one who like, has the muscles. I mean, like a, a pound or two pounds. I guess it depends on how many of you there are. But if you don't have a head, then you don't need muscles, I suppose. Right. Gingerbreads, they 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 have hardly any muscles at all. I mean, have you seen those guys? Wait, are 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 gingerbread people allergic to shellfish? I think they're allergic to. I have no idea what to say. This is ridiculous. You can just cut to me laughing right after your question. But it's great. Nah, nah. Anyway, you know, glad you brought those muscles up, Phil. You, you got to pump the eyes as opposed to the mercury. That's what we're making today. Is there? Yeah, you, you mentioned that that mussels, like the, the shellfish variety. They are shellfish, right? Uh, it, has a, it has a shell. I don't know. Do is a mussel a shellfish? Uh, you, you did mention the mussels, like from the from the sea, not in the body. Uh, actually, don't contain a lot of mercury. That's right. Pregnant women can eat mussels because there's not a lot of mercury there. Hmm. Surprised know. you didn't know that. We're not planning on having another one anytime soon. Really? Yeah. I feel like the timing's perfect. We could just taper We're our kids like to... you, and then me, and then you. Gosh, our transitions are fantastically awkward. But yes, we are making almond baked mussels today. It's a great recipe, super easy, and I love mussels. Uh, I feel like any way that you make them, you cannot go wrong. They are great. And so this this is a, a dish that's really good as an appetizer. I think I mentioned in the episode, uh, we first tried it as a New Year's Eve appetizer. And so that's why we thought it might fit today. Rather apt, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's an, it's yeah. an app that's apt. Sure. And at that, <laughs> let's dive in. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, I'm ready for some mussels. Yeah, I am too, because uh, this is actually starting to smell kind of good. Just like the ingredients being prepped smells good. You know, there's garlic and some like parsley, and I just like that smell. So, yeah, yeah. today yeah. we're doing, it's actually an, it's, it's an almond baked mussel. The original recipe is from a cookbook called A Kitchen in France by Mimi Thorson. And hmm. it's it's one that Molly likes a lot. And she made this the first time, I don't know, four years ago, four or five years ago for New Year's. And I don't know, it's just kind of become a little bit of uh, a favorite since then. So I've already kind of got stuff prepped. I've got my muscles cleaned and ready to steam. So I don't know if you kind of know the the trick with muscles, that if they're open ahead of time, you can uh -huh. tap if you tap them, and they close, they're still like good. But really, if they, if they, no, I, I did not know that. If they don't close, they're dead, and you want to throw them out. So that's like their defense mechanism to kind of close up. Yeah. So okay. I have a couple of these that have opened back up since I washed them. So. I know it's going to be noisy, but I'm just going to go ahead and make sure that these are still all closing. Now, these mussels, they, I've only made them once before. There's like a beard that you've got to yeah. 
So you have to de-beard them, right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of depending on where you get them from, they'll be relatively clean usually. But if they do have, it's almost like a, like some roots coming out of, out of the end is kind of what it looks like. And then you just pull that off. You'll wash the shells. You can scrub them using cold water. You don't, you don't quite want to get them hot just yet. How quickly do they close up? Sometimes pretty quickly. You know, it might close a quarter of an inch in five seconds. I would imagine they're pretty pissed off when you do that. They're going to be even more so when they get steamed. Okay, um, and I'm actually just steaming these in just a tiny, tiny bit of uh, chicken broth. A cup, really, is all I'm using. And it doesn't take long at all. Like maybe five minutes or so. Five to eight minutes. So how are, you, how are you steaming these? Is it like a, I can't quite tell in that frame, but is it like a double boiler type method or, or, or what are you doing? No, actually I just, sorry for the noise. Actually I'm just throwing them in a pot. It's like a three quart saucepan. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a cup of chicken broth in it. Then that's pretty much it. Medium or yeah, okay. medium high heat. Should be good to go. So you, how long have you guys been at your parents now? We So we just got in today and we're leaving tomorrow. Just a quick overnight trip. Nice. My brother is in town from Nashville and he, he lives just right outside of downtown. So oh. uh, if, you've, if you've kind of been following the news, yeah, there's just some weird stuff happening in Nashville. So I think he's glad to be here, but he, he actually does have his in-laws that are staying at his house while he's gone and they don't have any Wi-Fi because, you know, all, all comms were knocked out pretty, pretty much in the whole state from what he's told me. And so, yeah, it's kind of been, been an interesting and, and sad little journey for them. So just, just crazy stuff, but nice to be able to have him here and do a little bit of Christmas in our own way. So, yeah. Um, while you're talking, I started to mix a little bit of this filling that we're going to put in there. So I'm just mixing the breadcrumbs. I actually didn't have almond flour like the recipe called for. I just had actual almonds. So I threw those in a food processor real quick. And so it's a mixture of breadcrumbs, that uh, almost flour that I made, some garlic, parsley, and then a little bit of butter. And so nothing, nothing too complicated. The butter's room temperature, and you just kind of mix and mash all of that up. It's like a pasty consistency. Honestly, the muscles are already starting to open. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they take very long at all. Uh, So you said that you've made muscles just like once or twice? I've made muscles by themselves once. Loved them. Absolutely loved them. And I I think I just kind of forgot about them. I mean, I I would have made them again, but I just... I didn't have a New Year's tradition. Yeah. You know, I didn't have an excuse to make them again. But the second time uh, was actually just in some paella, which I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And so that that had, had it in there. You know, paella just kind of has just like a lot of different types of seafood. Um, I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. And really, really enjoyed that as well. So thanks for choosing this recipe because now I... Well, yeah, I get is, to revisit some old uh, favorites. This is this is a slightly different way of uh, making mussels. You know, most of the time you have mussels, it's it's going to be like steamed in a broth, and I, I like either steaming it in wine or or beer, and mm-hmm. um, and then you kind of have this 
broth with bread and the mussels and it's really good and I love mussels that way but this is this is a little different in that kind of now that now that the mussels have opened we're gonna take them out and split the shells and it's just gonna be like a, a half shell that you pour this mixture into and you'll bake them and so really mussels like this you know you can kind of treat them like oysters you know you said that you had some baked oysters down in New Orleans. Sure, yeah. This this might be like kind of similar, you know. Like I, I think I think actually the the New Orleans baked, like classic baked oyster dish dish, the New Orleans classic baked oyster dish is like oysters Rockefeller. So I don't know if that's what you. Okay, had, yeah, 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 sure. But it sounds uh, really familiar. You can treat them very much the same oysters and mussels. That is, these are a little toasty. So I'm just uh, transferring them from. Take a minute. Did you have any that didn't make it at all? No, actually, all of them were good. And then, kind of the way to tell whether or not uh, a muscle is good is if it opens once it's steamed. Chris, how do you de-beard the muscle? So kind of, kind of like I mentioned earlier. Ow, that's hot. <laughs> ah, kitchen, hot things. If if it hasn't already been taken off, you know, a muscle might have this thing called a beard that you mentioned, Phil. And it literally looks like a root coming off the bottom of it. And he's just pulled off. That's it. It's like a grip it and rip it type thing? Very much so. Sometimes sometimes they, uh, you know, are a little strong. They're kind of on there a little bit. But yeah, very, like definitely. Just grab it and pull it. It'll eventually give. Okay. Still just transferring muscles. I've just been thinking about how unfair it is to those little guys first you you just rip the beard right off their face and then you smash their home up against the countertop and then if that wasn't enough then you steam and and then bake the heck out of them but they're delicious and that's all that matters yeah uh yeah i don't think i really want to think about uh all the feelings that i'm hurting right now so So you're probably not going to be eating these with pita chips Hey, man, you're the one that asked for more dad jokes. Animals are tasty. Okay, so now that I got all the mussels out, I'm just taking off one of the two shells. So we kind of have like uh, a mussel in a little dish here. And then, yeah, I think you definitely need to continue to flex your dad joke muscles there. Did Ashley- I'm really liking the pun journal idea. Oh, I was just going to ask if Ashley got you a, a pun journal for Christmas. Yeah, she, you know what? She she got me kind of a coffee-themed Christmas. I got a new French press. We we had one that actually shattered um, in the oh, really? dishwasher. Uh, so, yeah, that was a mess. Probably not ever going to wash a French press in a dishwasher again, which I don't know. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't have been doing that all along, but I, we, I've we learned have, my lesson. We, we have done that, and it's worked okay. I mean, like we, yeah. we occasionally run our Chemex through the uh, dishwasher. I'd say maybe once a week or so. I don't know. Maybe we should do it more often. Who knows? Well, by and large, it worked for us too until it didn't. So I got a French press. I got an electric tea kettle with a temperature gauge so that I'm not burning my French press. That was actually a mistake that we used to make. I would just scorch those beans. And then I got a hand grinder. Nice, like a little hand burr grinder. Like a little hand crank. 
yeah. for those coffee beans, you know, to give it a real coarse, you know, coarse texture. So I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe we could do an episode one of these days on like the perfect cup of coffee. Because if you're a dad and you're not drinking coffee, I, I just barely it doesn't surviving. compute. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. So this is like my coffee Christmas. So pretty excited about that. Made a couple French presses this morning and with, I'm going to do that again. Made a couple French presses this morning with some Ethiopian beans, actually an Ethiopian yoga chef. Nice. We're from uh, the roaster. It's a little, little place here called, I think it's called Carolina coffee roasters or low country coffee roasters. I'll find out. I'll put it in the show notes. Good place. Yeah. How, how is the coffee culture up there? In, in, oh, it's uh, coming around. Charleston. Yeah, yeah, it's it's for sure coming around. There's there's actually a pretty big tea culture here as well. Yeah. There's, I guess, for lack of a better term, a plantation that that has its own tea that they export quite a bit out of, and so kind of competing against that. But the coffee culture is really coming along. There's some really cool little coffee shops downtown Charleston that I really kind of enjoyed pre 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so as those open back up, I'll enjoy hitting those up again. But, you know, of course, you can pick up beans from, from any of those places still. So, Which you should do. Yeah. Got to support our local businesses, Phil. You've got to support them. Especially, no in, more the, than ever. especially in the food industry, for sure. Absolutely. I can't, I can't imagine, like, just how rough it is. You know, we've been so lucky to not really, like have any like we're, we're, we're obviously down over past years but not like a lot of other businesses that i've heard of so i can't imagine how you know the small independent like restaurants the, the non-change the, the good restaurants are making it it's got to be so hard i know so we're definitely Brutal, trying, man we're definitely trying to you know still eat out or order order out once a week or so. Kind of. Sure. Yeah, us too. Okay, so I am just uh, finishing up putting the that kind of topping mixture that we were talking about, the breadcrumbs and almond and garlic and butter. I uh, just kind of spread it evenly through all of the mussels. And then it's going to go into the oven, not for very long, Got the oven up at 475. And honestly, these will only take like five minutes or so. Really, it's just cool. kind of browning that topping. So you're you're literally just putting that mixture directly inside the shells that have opened up wide enough to where is it just like a direct bake into it? Into the yeah, open so, the muscle? So when you're steaming the muscle, um, when, when you put it into the pot, you want the, the shells to be closed. So you have like two halves of a shell and you want it to be closed. And so that's kind of like the tapping that we're talking about. If it's open and it's still like alive, it'll close. Once it's steamed, you know it's done because it's opened back up. And so once I, I pulled all of them out, they were open and I took one half of the shell off. I took one of the shells off. And so oh, okay. the muscle is just sitting kind of like open face inside of the other shell. And then I'm just, I just sprinkled the topping in that kind of like dish that's left. The little dish shell. Makes sense. Off. So 
yeah, these are just going to go in for a few minutes and then they're going to be done and delicious. I, I can't wait for you to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, it's being thanks, super so. selfless over thanks. here. I'm really excited for you. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm, I'm super excited to try it, try it myself. What, what was the name of the cookbook? Okay, so the, the cookbook is A Kitchen in France by Mimi Thorson. She's a blog and she just, she makes some absolutely killer recipes. They're simple, definitely more than just French style cooking, but a, an emphasis on French style cooking. Excellent. So, I mean, like I said, super simple recipe works great as an appetizer. You can just have these mussel shells out on a plate and people can come grab them. Again, one of those things, it feels a lot more, I don't know, involved and like challenging and elegant than it is. You know, it's just like a couple minutes to actually make. So yeah, those are the best kind. That's pretty much it. I forgot how much that I liked mussels in general, but that one specifically, you know, mussels are, uh, I feel like a little bit more of a delicate flavor. They have like a more, more delicate flavor profile, I guess. Did that mean that the, the, the almond kind of came out as a flavor? Nah, the garlic way more than anything. Oh, okay. Which, hmm. uh, especially for that, wasn't bad. Like it, it just tasted so good. When you get garlic and butter together in anything, like it's, it's going to be a win. That's, that's got to be one of my favorite smells is like garlic and butter. Or actually this morning 100%. I was making omelets. That's kind of been a little bit of my new kick is like French style omelets. And I was softening some shallots in butter for the omelets. And man, oh, any type of onion cooking, you just can't. You can't beat that smell. But garlic's a close second for me. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Do you ever put shallots on a salad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or in a salad dressing, actually. Okay, yeah. 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 No, I, I really like shallots. I, I, I've I found that, like, my wild card on a salad is just red onion. Okay, okay. I just love the flavor. Getting getting bold there? Yeah, kind of a, kind of a little bit of a bold flavor. That's like one of those onions that you never really cook. I feel like red onion, you, you, you typically want to leave raw. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that or if there are any thoughts to be had, but yeah. I like my onions cooked more than not, honestly. I think there's something so great about the caramelization that comes with cooking them. And you don't even yeah. have to take it that far, even just like softening them. Yeah. My grandfather used to eat them like an apple. Yeah, I feel like I feel like my, at least my great grandfather did. I, I don't like onions that much. I love cooked onions, but just nope. peel it and take a nah, bite. I don't think I can do that. Do you like them on a hot dog? Uh, like a like a sautéed onion on a hot dog. Sautéed, yes. Raw, eh? Yeah, I'd pass. But like a sautéed onion, uh, that that's gonna be that's gonna be a toss up between that and sauerkraut for me. And honestly, I would probably just hmm. go with both. I don't know about it on a hot dog, but I like a love broth. you, Chris. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we should do an episode where we just. Talk about sausages. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We can follow up our Rocky Mountain Oysters episode with that, which is this one. <laughs> so, so I hate to hijack your your muscles, but we just talk about sausages for the rest of the time. I'm torn. I like sausage. I do. I, but those muscles were fantastic. They were so good. They really were. So we actually ate them. Yeah, surprisingly enough, uh, right, right, sure, after, right after we recorded. And we had some like random, we were, we were trying to figure out like what else to add just because, you know, like in and of itself, that's not like the most fulfilling meal. So we had like a, a little simple green salad and then grabbed some like 
random stuff that we had in the freezer for I don't even know why. We had these little like frozen spanakopita. Um, mm-hmm. So I threw those in the oven. And, you know, it, it actually kind of reminded me of our charcuterie episode. Just in like the type of dinner it was. I don't know. We made some drinks and it was just kind of like this really interactive finger foody type meal where there wasn't like a, a main course and it kind of felt like date night a little bit. Date, date night in our kitchen. It was a ton of fun. So Those are my favorite yeah, date nights. It was, it was great. So yeah, when are you guys making them? Uh, so we're going to do... We're going to do New Year's Eve. We're going to do Thursday night. And we're also going to make some cocktails with it and kind of excited to launch that episode as well. So so this is kind of fun. We get to plug the, the Christmas episode from a few days ago and we get to plug our New Year's episode, which airs in a couple of days. Two really, really great episodes that I'm super excited about. Yeah. No, I, I think I think both of them are, are fantastic. And we're ending the year on a high note. Which is great. I'm ready to get out of this year if, in case I haven't mentioned it before. The holidays yeah. haven't felt like holidays. I'm just honestly ready for spring. I'm tired of the short days and I'm ready to use our, our uh, back patio. I finally finished the deck. I, I put up oh, is it I done? Put up the deck railings this weekend. So Nice. Yeah. I've been wondering about that. I know our listeners have been well, as well. I'm sure I've just been berated just been with, like, with emails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Emails, you know, at the hello at dadskitchenco.com email address. People just dozens been a day. How do we left and right? Hundreds, Is Chris done with his patio day. yet? Facebook messages, Instagram DMs at dadskitchenco. It's, it's, Honestly, getting a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, sorry about that, Phil. Shoot. Some people were even asking me about that deck through Apple Podcasts. They were leaving these ratings. Uh, true story. Like if you if you go to Apple Podcasts and you give us five stars, you'll see some comments on there. Is Chris done with his deck yet? But you have, you have to leave five stars first. That's how you access those comments. Right. You, yeah. have, you have to leave five stars, and then you also have to leave a positive comment. It's the only way to see what other people have been saying. It's it's like a weird unlock code that Apple does apparently like five stars subscribe up, up down yep. down left right left right B A start pretty much for our contra fans you got that one down Pat shoot you, you played that right dude I haven't I haven't done that since probably nine years old so okay <laughs> well uh, Phil I can't wait for you to have those muscles on New Year's Eve now I'm gonna feed them to my gingerbread lady you like that lady. <laughs> And her frat will turn into a happy face. She'll regrow her head. I'm, I'm sorry, I've ruined this. <laughs> I've ruined this whole thing. <laughs>